Hello and welcome to Day 3 Live, the live broadcast of Sunday morning service at Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. You can learn more about our ministry at day3church.org or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash d3church. This life can put a lot of demands on us to perform and succeed in business, education, athletics, and even at home. Have you ever wondered, though, what God's definition of success is? What does He want from you? The answer to these questions could be slightly different for each one of us, but there are some foundational elements that are the same for everyone. In our new series, Becoming God's Best for You, we'll explore what it is that God really wants for us individually and how you can become the best version of you as God desires. We believe He wants to speak to you today, so sit back and join us for the next few minutes. It's Day 3 Live, and it starts right now. Why do the chicken coops only have two doors? Because if they had four, it would be chicken sedans. <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you call a laughing motorcycle? A Yamaha. <laughs> a Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the greatest babysitter mentioned in the Bible? David. He rocked Goliath to sleep. At what time of day was Adam created? A little before Eve. Get out of here. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. <laughs> All right, what do you call a fish with two knees? A two-knee fish. Two knee? <laughs> I know, it took me a little long. I, late. A cop just knocked on my door and told me that my dogs were chasing people on bikes. My dogs don't even own bikes. <laughs> Did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. I tried to eat a clock the other day. It was really time consuming. <laughs> mwah, mwah. <laughs> Who was the smallest person in the Bible? Ne- <laughs> Nehemiah. <laughs> Need an ark? I know a guy. <laughs> How does Moses start his morning? Anybody? Hebrews, a pot of coffee. <laughs> nice. Can February March? No, but April May. <laughs> Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? Samson. He brought the house down. <laughs> yeah. Those are awful. Awfully good. Just like what I grew up with. Morning, good morning. Hope you enjoyed that. That is a little bit of a tradition. As a matter of fact, it's such a tradition. My, uh, I got for my birthday. Yeah, one of those dad joke book. So, if my granddaughter was here, she went off to class. She would be able to tell you <coughs> what cows do for entertainment. 
Anybody know? They go to the movies. Anyway, <laughs> she enjoys sharing that joke. So anyway, uh, welcome. I, I, I do want to let you know that the preacher was on vacation this week, so he had asked me to speak. A few of you have said, oh, you're going to preach. No, I'm not a preacher. I don't, I don't meet the qualifications as, as a, of a preacher, uh, but I am glad to be here to speak. And I'll share with you a little bit. Uh, uh, there were plenty of opportunities for me to, uh, to back out this week. Uh, and I'll share a little bit of that in a little bit. Um, I do want to let you know that today is just a little bit different when I talk about Father's Day. Um, the topic that we're going to speak of is near and dear to my heart. It's something, and again, I'll share a little bit in a little bit, that I truly believe as dads is probably one of the most uh, things that I have learned in the past is one of the most important things. Um, I do come to you, not again, not as a as to say I, I had it all together as a dad, because as all three of my kids are here, as they will attest, I've got story after story of uh, instances where uh, I, yeah, I kind of messed it up a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of several of them starting to laugh. After the sermon, I'll share. If you, <laughs> you want to know, come to me. I can share with you a few of them. Uh, but I do come to you with a little bit of experience. Angie and I both do. And that experience primarily comes from we were raised by very, what I consider to be very qualified parents. Both of our parents were Christians. Both of them had great marriages. Both of them, in my opinion, did the best they could with us. <laughs> there were some things that we decided to do, especially me, decided to do that may not have been the best choices. But regardless, we had great parents. My mother-in-law is here today. I, I was, Angie asked if my mom and my dad could come, and I wouldn't do it, because if you got, if people don't know, my dad's suffering very bad from dementia. I could not, allow, I could not have spoken to you watching him at the same time. So anyway, I was, we were raised by a very good Christian family. The other thing is, too, uh, we have had opportunities to minister a lot of couples, primarily through small groups and one-on-one ministering. So we've had experiences with dealing with that. Uh, and in addition, uh, not only to our three kids, we've had great opportunities to have foreign exchange students in our home. So we've just had a broad amount of experience to doing this. And again, I can tell you emphatically that, I, that the things that I shared are the things that I've learned because of things I've messed up and I've learned along the way after being married for 37. Seven, thank you. <laughs> for, for, for 35 happy years, we've been married for 37 years. So some have been a little bit rocky. So I've learned through those two years a lot, a lot, a lot of lessons. So let me, I do want to introduce that because all of you may not know who I am. Uh, so just to let you know too, uh, Angie and I have been at day three since day one. I can absolutely emphatically remember the conversation that I had with Lynn Parsons. <laughs> Sorry, I see, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> With Lynn Parsons at the middle gas pump, it's always one of those conversations that's in, it's enriched in your mind. I can remember when Lynn was telling me about his idea of starting day three, and it just so happened that for the probably the two months prior to that, Angie and I had felt like God was leading us to another church, and we just didn't know where. We kept on thinking about leaving. We just did not know where. And I had that conversation with Lynn, and the light bulb came on. And now it's 16, 17, 18. Hold on. Yeah, you should, I can't keep 20. up with years. Later, uh, we're still here. So anyway, that's it. So anyway, myself, this is a picture of my family. Uh, on, the, on, the, on your sorry right is Angie and I. Uh, on the right next is my son, Justin. Justin, if you'll stand up just a second. We look just alike, don't we? <laughs> hey, believe it or not, at one time, at one time we used to look alike. Uh, 
Puberty hit him pretty hard, as you might can tell. <laughs> so anyway, if, if you ever met, uh, if, one day you will get to meet him. All you Christians will get to meet him. If you ever meet Angie's dad, you'll understand him. because He was, oh, he was a big, burly, big, strong man. So anyway, uh, in front of him is my absolute, emphatically, my favorite daughter-in-law. So and that's Akeisha is standing there with emphatically, no question about it, her favorite dog. <laughs> Taco. Next is Jeff Dobbins. I can't say anything about. I have to stop with the favorites now. It's Jeff uh, Dobbins and Brittany down below that is one daughter, and then Mark standing there with. I'm not sure who picked out his shirt that day. I think he was wearing it. In, I think he was in. He was going against us. I don't know what it is. But anyway, he was. He was trying to stand out, trying to be his own person. In front of him is Bethany that you saw today, and then Emma. And if you see the the kind of the grin on Mark's face, that's Malin. He, she hadn't got here yet, but that's the grin on Mark's face. Yeah. Yes. He wore that shirt because he started being referenced as Mark Crump. <laughs> <laughs> I am my own man. <laughs> Mark's gone. That's right. Oh. <laughs> I really don't want to thank everybody for, especially for their support this week. This has been a little bit of a strange week for us. And again, we had all kinds of opportunities to not share today. Uh, we had an instance with Akeisha's grandmother, and check this out. She was out riding a scooter. How cool is that? <laughs> Akeisha's grandmother, who is, by the way, is probably one of her closest relatives, maybe even closer than Justin, but anyway, one of her <laughs> closest relatives, had a very severe accident, actually hit a brick wall with a scooter, airlifted out to, to Charlotte Memorial Hospital. The good news is she's doing, she's doing okay, I think. I hope. Oh, she came home. Woo! Man, that's awesome news. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah, she had a brain bleed. As a matter of fact, we were at Emma's swim meet and saw the helicopter with her in it fly right over the pool on the way there. Uh, Again, you saw Emma's sling, so she had an accident yesterday. The thing I really wanted to thank you guys for is the support and the prayers. I had a little bit of an interesting week and all kinds of opportunities to back out. Um, I had, as you guys know, I'm I'm a very serious runner and bicycler. I really watch what I eat. But I had been feeling for the, about the last month, something wasn't right. And I share this to tell you people, if you're in your body and you feel something's not right, go to the doctor. Go find out what's not right. Because I'd been feeling this thing, it just wasn't right. And when I got done exercising, and I was still running six to eight miles, I was still riding my bicycle, but when I got done, something didn't feel right. And I was kind of getting tired, so I went to the doctor Doctor said, anyway, long story short, uh, Friday they did a, a CAT scan, a uh, heart catheter, sorry, put a heart catheter in and found my Widowmaker artery was 80% blocked and blocked in a very dangerous place up high, which is if that were to stop, that's pretty much out. Um, so they found that. Like, good news is I got it fixed. Yeah, I uh, got it fixed. Got out of the hospital yesterday. <laughs> so I stand before you here with a, with a much more healthy heart than I had before. I just share that primarily to say thank you. I especially want to thank John. John came and visited with me. If you guys who don't know, when you go have a procedure done in the morning, what can't you do in the morning? You can't eat. You can't drink, which means you can't have Oh, who said it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't have coffee. Well, I like my coffee in the morning, and so does Angie like for me to have my coffee in the morning. So, you know, John's calling and said, what can you do? Well, he calls about 10 o'clock. I said, John, you got to give me some coffee. I'm about to kill people. <laughs> so anyway, John shows up with the best coffee in the world. Yeah, exactly. So thank you, John. You didn't only save my life. You probably saved all those around me. And, and for me, embarrassed and not being uh, quite the best Christian attitude. Anyway. 
So anyway, uh, let's get started. We're going to be in Peter today. Uh, Peter in Peter chapter First Peter chapter three. So I'm going to read the uh, I'm going to read the verses and then um, then I'll give you a little bit of background. It says, wives. Now you may say, why in the world did you pick out some scripture that starts out with wives? But I think this is very important. It was so important that I've asked Angie to come up and share a little bit from a wife's perspective, from my wife's perspective about supporting the, the husband and specifically the father. So wives, in the same way. Submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if, <clears throat> if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words uh, by behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and the reverence of your lives, your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of gold and jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women in the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him uh, her Lord. <clears throat> you are her daughters if you do, do what is right and do not give way to fear. And now to husbands. Husbands, in the same way, this includes you, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you in gracious uh, gift of life so that nothing will hinder pr your prayers. Finally, both of you, uh, all, <clears throat> all of you, be like-minded, uh, like sim be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to you, to, to this, you are called so that you may inherit a blessing. So what I've asked, Angie, I've, as I was going this, uh, I depend on Angie a lot, when it, especially when it, it's been, I depend on her period, <laughs> but I do depend on her life, especially when it comes to Scripture because I think Angie real, actually knows the Bible better than I do. So uh, I just asked her to share because I think uh, the being relative coming back from the first part of this about wives, uh, I think should come from her. So, I'll pray. Hmm? I'll pray. Thank you. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, we just come to you thanking you, God, for your word. God, I just pray during this time as Angie and I share that um, <clears throat> that God, all of our words would come from you. That we would say nothing, God, that would prevent anyone here from hearing your word. God, if there's anybody here who, uh, God, who A, doesn't know you, and B, who is just being convicted to be a better husband, a better father, a better mother, a better wife, God, I just pray that uh, the words that you speak through us would enrich that so that they can, God, have a better life. In Jesus' name, amen. So... <clears throat> I just I want to come a little bit and just tell you how God works because I think it's really cool when you hear the background things. Um, in our home team, we decided uh, to meet once a month through the summer uh, instead of every week. So um, we decided to take on First Peter. And um, so <clears throat> when the pastor asked Lynn uh, to talk about First uh, Peter 3, I thought, hey, that's just so cool. Let me tell you what I learned when we were doing our study in home team. And um, I just think it's just really cool how God uh, places 
um, you to prepare before you even know that you need to prepare. And, um, and so I've got a lot of input from uh, my study then and also from hashing it out with all my ladies uh, during home team. So that was kind of cool. Um, if you, first of all, if you know uh, Peter, uh, Peter was one of the disciples. Um, he was married. So uh, when he talks about the wives, he does do that in uh, experience. He was one of the, he was the only um, disciple in the Bible that you know for sure that was married. They may have been others, but you know for sure he was married because uh, they talk about his mother-in-law. And you can't have a mother-in-law unless you're married. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, and he also, tradition says that he and his wife ministered in Asia Minor, which is what, um, at the time that this letter was written, he was probably in Rome, uh, possibly in prison, but definitely um, having some uh, going on and tell them how to live Christian lives in the midst of uh, the world that was around them. Um, so I just want to talk to the ladies just a little bit. First uh, Peter 3, 1, 1 and 2 uh, talks about, I'll read it again right here. It says, wives in the same way submit yourselves to your own husband so that any of them do not know and believe the word that they may be won over uh, without a word by the behavior of their wives. So it's, it's called the wives to submit to their husbands. Um, and <clears throat> I just want to first, a lot of times when we hear that word, especially when the world hears that word, they go, whoa, no, I'm not just supposed to submit to anybody. Um, but I, So I first want to go to what that word does not mean. Um, it does not say that uh, any woman should be bullied or abused by any man or their husband. Um, it does not say that we should be under supplication, uh, supplication which means uh, the act of being under control by another person. <clears throat> it also doesn't mean that women should be submissive to men. Um, so now I want to go into what it does mean. It clearly states that we should be submissive to our own husband. Uh, and uh, submission is a voluntary act of obedience to Christ. Um, when we submit to our husbands, we are doing and being obedient to Christ. And, um, <clears throat> and he has instructed us to, be, to humble ourselves, um, to, to be able to bring our husbands to Christ. And I believe if your husband is already a Christian, it's also to bring him closer to Christ and in line to what the Lord is leading him to be, and that is the leader of the home. Um, <clears throat> and then in verse 3 and 4, um, it talks about the importance of, be, of having inner beauty versus outer beauty. <clears throat> I think that's very important, and I could do a whole lesson on that, but I'm going to skip over that a little bit and go on to the, uh, to the next thing. Uh, but down in verse 5 and 6, it uh, says, let me, For in this way, uh, the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are the daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. And I think that fear means the, because the pressure of the world tells us to do <clears throat> the opposite. But also, in preparing uh, me to, 
to talk. Last uh, semester, our small group studied Genesis. And uh, we spent a lot of time talking about Sarah and Abraham uh, in our study. And if you look at Sarah, which Peter mentions by name, and I think that's a really cool thing to mention Sarah by name. Sarah's a really good um, person to study a little bit. She was very opinionated. She was very strong. And she was very beautiful. She was so beautiful that when she walked into a country, the kings took notice. And two times took her into his court in her older age. Um, so, um, but in all that, in her strength and her, um, you know, her opinionated self and her beautiful self, she was able to humble herself and call Abraham her Lord. Um, and I think we need to take that example. Um, <clears throat> We, uh, as women, we need to love and respect our husband just as Abraham, I mean, Sarah uh, respected Abraham. Um, I believe that wives are called by God to be our husband's greatest cheerleader. Um, You know, Abraham made mistakes, but Sarah stayed behind him and uh, supported him. And I think that's what we need to do, too. Um, We need to be our, our husband's greatest cheerleader. We need to be the arms that he can fall into when he comes home. And the world has just really beat him up. Um, and I believe that most husbands and fathers, their true desire is to be the best husband and father that they can be. Um, and they need our backing to do that. And they need not our nagging. And I talk to myself for that because I tend to nag quite often. Um, and they need, oh, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Did he shake his head? Yes. No, I, no, I was biting my lip. <laughs> I said they need our backing and not our nagging to be the man and the leader that God has called them to be. Okay, guys, not such fun part coming up. Um, I I do want to mention, I I hope I don't offend anybody, but men, it's time to step up. (laughs) I'll just be honest. The advice, the things that that I've pulled out of this scripture... Uh, are evident, and I think they are evident in what's going on in the world around us. Take a look at these statistics. 85% of the youth who are currently in prison grew up in a fatherless home. Children from a fatherless home are twice as likely to drop out of school before graduating than children who have fathers in their lives. 72% of Americans believe that a fatherless home is the most significant social problem and family problem that is facing their country today, the single biggest problem. For things you see going on socially and our problems, 72% of the people agree that it's because of fathers and fatherless homes. 85% of all children who exhibit some type of behavioral disorder, 85% come from a fatherless home. And lastly, pregnant women who do not have the support of their father experience a pregnancy loss of 48% rate versus 22% of when they're prevalent. Guys, again, it's time to step up. Next slide. So then we're going to talk a little bit about the responsibilities of the husband. So um, I'm going to, uh, and, and I will tell you, uh, again, this has really hit home, but man, I can tell you, I am a firm believer. And when Lynn came to me and asked me if I would share, and I understood what this scripture was about today, 
uh, I, I had to say yes because I am such a believer in what I'm getting ready to share about is the most important thing, men, we can do for our children. You can go and spend all the time you can at their ball game. You can go spend all the time. But in my opinion, for what I'm getting ready to share about, if you mess this up, all the other stuff is not on board. Because this, to me, is what's most important in, your, in the relationship with your kids. So, let's read the Scripture. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. Treat, and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you for, for with, <clears throat> with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. I do want to get into one thing first. It's in the middle of the Scripture. I want to address it first because to me it stood out when I read it. Um, you know, it says in here, with respect to the weaker partner. I want to be very clear about what this is referencing. Guys, you can't, no one can jump onto this and think that this is indication of anything except this is specifically addressing the physical strength, period. God created women, they are physically less strong, most are physically less strong than men. That's just the way they were created. And for that reason, physically, periodically, they may need help. This does not reference their uh, uh, um, mental maturity. It does not reference their intelligence. It does not reference their social ability to do anything. It does not reference their spirituality. It only references their physical. So I do want to set that straight. Um, so I'm going to read one more time this uh, that says in here, because this is where it hits home, to make sure that we, uh, <clears throat> you know, it says, husband, the same way, consider your wives Consider as you live with respect to your wives, treat them with respect as a weaker partner. And I want to talk about this word respect. There are other versions in the Bible that says that you need to understand and respect. And when I talk about understanding and respect, this takes effort. This takes time. This takes commitment. For us to understand, when I talk about understanding I'm talking about understanding where the wife is coming from. As you guys know, as you guys know, a lot of times wives come at us pretty hard because they're speaking of emotion. That's just the way God has wired them. Guys, you, there's no way that you can respect them unless you try to understand where they are coming from. And you try to understand what their reference, where they're doing, what their pains is, what their feelings are. There is no way you can do that unless you try to understand where they're coming from. And then respect. In my opinion, this is the absolute, 100%, the best thing you can do. If you want to be a great father, in my opinion, from my experience, because again, I speak from blowing this, not from, from being great at it. But I can tell you, if you want to do something for your kids, respect their mama. And I say that because, uh, guys, listen, your daughters are watching your daughters are watching how you treat their mama. If you want your daughters to go up to have a relationship and to be respected and to have a healthy relationship with their husband, that you are teaching them what they are going to accept as a husband. And you're teaching them that by the way you treat their mother. And, and, and about their sons. 
if you want and desire for your children, for your son, to treat their wife with respect, they're going to get that from the way that you treat their mom. So I do believe, <laughs> I do believe the best thing you can do for your kids, dads, is to make sure that you treat their mom with respect. You know, the one thing that I, that I told my kids growing up, you can backtalk, you can backtalk your mama, but you ain't backtalking my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Brittany. <laughs> so I just, I just charge you to do that. And by the way, if you look at it, what happens if you don't do that? What's the last, what's the last part of the Scripture say? If you're not doing that, what happens? Your prayers are hindered. So I just, I, just, I just challenge you. And again, this is a very somber thing. I know that. But I trust you. This is hitting me. It's hit home for me, too. And by the way, by the way, uh, if those of you who are fortunate as I am, and I'll share a little bit about this at the end, uh, for those of you who are fortunate to have grandkids, grandkids are watching too. <laughs> They're watching their grandparents and their parents and their great-grandparents. <laughs> They're watching them all. And again, no matter what you say, if you don't do it by example, do it. Uh, but again, it says in here that your prayers are be, will be hindered. So I do challenge you to say, if you're struggling with your relationship with your spouse and you're struggling with your relationship, your prayers are just not answered. This may be an indication of what's going on. I challenge you to investigate how you're doing with men, how you're doing with understanding and respect. So, uh, John, if you want to go ahead and start coming up. Um, last, I do want to talk about the ultimate responsibility. And that's the ultimate responsibility as a couple because if you read... Uh, the last two verses, or the last two verses we're going to share, it says, finally, all of you, both of you, both of us, <laughs> be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to you, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. In this I'm going to speak to the men. Because men, it's time for us to step up. It's time for us to step up and to be the man of the house that God has called us to be. It's time for us to step up and not only, and again, not to treat the lady as weaker, not to treat your wives as weaker, but to treat them as an equal. But it's time to step up and be the spiritual leader of your home. And it's time for you to step up, and, and again, it's time for us, and I do honestly mean this is us, because this is hitting me hard, because quite honestly, in the last three to four months, I have started backing out of church, and I've started backing out. I've got a lot of responsibilities going on in my life, but that's no excuse. So it is time for us as men to step up. You saw, you saw the statistics. For those of you who have young kids, <laughs> again, you have a major responsibility. All of us have major responsibilities to do that, so I just to do this. So again, so I ask you to take that challenge to create the unity, to be sympathetic, compassionate, and humble. When you're wrong, be a blessing. And what does it say will happen at the end of the verses? 
At the end of the verses, it says, you will inherit a blessing. That's where God blesses the family. When men, we have taken our, our responsibility as roles of, as the leaders of the home and followed the guidelines that are here. Now, I close with this. Uh, this is kind of interesting. <clears throat> um, uh, Emma, uh, my granddaughter that you saw up here earlier, she was, she, we were on Papa Day. Papa Day is the it, to her and to, one to me is the greatest day of the week. <laughs> it's Papa Day. Anyway, we were preparing for this. We were preparing for this, and Emma was uh, her Mimi, who writes on paper when she does her notes. Was laying, was sitting there writing out, getting ready for this. And Emma come up and said, "What are you, Mimi? What are you doing?" So uh, Emma goes. I mean, uh, her Mimi goes through and starts describing what she was working on, and Emma goes, "Oh, can I write something for you, Mimi?" And she, and she said, yes. So this is what Emma wrote. A wife respects God and her husband. Mark, a husband always pulls out her chair for her. <laughs> so I share that to say she got it, in my opinion, because a wife respects and her husband, and the husband in return respects the wife and pulls it. And, her, and we just got done playing a restaurant. But, her, but in her mind, she pulls out her chair for her. So I just share that to say she got it. And I think we as men and we as couples have got to get it. So as we come into the part time of the invitation, I just, uh, I'll just ask you, men and women, just to take a time to say, is it time to make a commitment? Is it time for me as a husband to step up? Is it a time for a wife to sp- step up and, and be in your role as a productive parent? So it may be doing that. you may be at a time in your life where you just say, you know, I, I don't get this whole God thing. And if not, the preacher will be up here to share. So I just encourage you during this time of invitation, if you are burdened to come up to share, to come with thoughts, I'll be up here, Lynn, Lynn will be up here. So I just encourage you to do that. Let's close in a word of prayer. God, I'll just come to you, just thanking you for the opportunity to share. I just thank you for the, the wisdom. God, I just thank you as our Heavenly Father, the great example that you've given us, that we would always follow that. In Jesus' name, amen. So I started this way, and I grabbed Becky by the hand. I said, come up here with me. And here's why. I think we've got an opportune time uh, as husbands and wives uh, during this invitation to pray for each other. And I want to encourage you to do that right where you're standing or if you feel led to take your husband or your wife by the hand and come down here to the front and kneel and pray uh, together, then do that. Uh, one, one thing the Bible describes in, a, in another place in Ephesians where it's talking about the husband and the wife, it really says that the marriage relationship is supposed to be a picture of the church in Christ. <laughs> so th- that's a serious thing. So we need to pray that o- over our marriages, pray that over our families. And ladies, pray, pray for your husband. Pray, pray for these fathers today. And if you don't know Christ as your Savior for some reason, we'll be here at the front also if you need that. But during this time of invitation, why not think about just joining hands with your spouse, praying for each other during this time. Please stand. Are you in need of greater peace in your life? It is possible, and it starts with being at peace with God. 
Just pray something like this. Lord Jesus, I realize I need you and your forgiveness. I invite you to be the boss of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love to talk to you. We're here to pray with you, to love you, and offer support. Please contact us at day3church.com. We care about you, and we want to connect with you. Until next time, this is Pastor John reminding you that God is greater than your circumstances, and His mercies are new every morning. It's time to experience a new day in your life.